0: Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Come on, stand to your feet right now, and let's give God some praise for that man. Yeah. And, not, and I want to say, during Black History Month, because it is a month of love, not only him, but all. Of the leaders in the African American movement, and rightfully so, stayed with topics on on racial injustice. And there's so many contributors, but today I wanted I just thought, wow, like one of the most famous artists in the world in Paris, and and it was just uh, and boy, he was sold out to Jesus. So I just what a what a what another great model of a Black American that has that contributed so much to the world and showed love when he wasn't receiving love from a lot of people. Amen. Let's give God a a big hand for that one more time. Awesome. So, Father, we thank you for the word right now. Lord, uh, we just, I pray ears to hear. Lord, I think this is, I think it's the most important one of the most important messages I've ever given in all of my life, especially to this, our, our church here. So give us ears to hear. And uh, we love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. And Amen. You can be seated. Wonderful. How's everybody doing today? Doing good? Okay. So, so, so I'm kind of heading into part two of the king and his kingdom. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to take about six or seven minutes to, to review. If you weren't here last week, I really encourage you to listen to that message. But it's really (laughs) after I I saw, I was like, how in the world was I going to be able to preach this in one message? But it just ties into where we're, we're headed. Okay. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of review. Okay. Let me show you this. Look, Genesis chapter two, it's after the creation. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, everybody say the seventh day. Seventh day, God finished his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So watch, God blessed the seventh day. Interesting, he didn't bless days one through six in this way. He blessed only the seventh day in this way. God blessed the seventh day and he made it What? Holy, sacred, this is a sacred time, this is sacred space, holy, because on it, look at this, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. This seventh day rest. This is where we get the Hebrew word uh, Shabbat and and where we also get the saying Shabbat Shalom. And the picture here, remember this is before Abraham, this is before Moses, the law, the Jewish people, everything. The picture here is this. That after the six days of creation, right? Okay, so now get this is the watch this very important. This is the first thing that Adam and Eve do together. This is the first thing that they do. After the six days of creation, the picture here in the Hebrew language is it's like a king has been standing up and he's been working and he's been commanding and all that he's been been creating, but now he gets to this day and he's like it's finished and he sits down on his throne at his table, watch, and he brings in all of the citizens of his realm. He brings them into his house and to his table and here's what this Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom, here's what this language, he sits them down, of course this is Adam and Eve's first day, all right, he sits them down. And he said, so think about this. This is, this is Yahweh. Remember, Yahweh is God's divine name. It's translated LORD, all caps, into English. This is Yahweh, the Trinity. They're all there. He has his human family, Adam and Eve. He's got his heavenly family, the angels and the hosts and all that. They're not in all the world, okay? They're just in Eden. That's why God told Adam and Eve, you need to get out there, subdue the earth, multiply. Okay, wasn't like Eden. Eden was, was the Lord's or Yahweh's batah. It was his home. It was his house, okay? He gets all of his family at his table, and he says, this is what life's all about. Not all of the work and creation stuff. All of that that I did was for this that's why it's Adam and Eve's first day. All of that was for this, that we could be family, that we could enjoy one another's company. Now we've got work to do starting tomorrow, where, you know, like, you know, multiply over all the earth and subdue it, you know. It's a small job for everyone. And we we but but this is what life is all about. It's about family. It's about fellowship. It's about relationship. It's about enjoying one another. Everything that I created was so that my family could enjoy one another. Of course, mission and purpose and all those things. This this was Eden. This was God's original plan. This was his original intent. Okay. However... Some problems happened. Amen. His family didn't stay at the table. His family began to leave the table, both the heavenly beings and, and, uh, Adam, and Earth, uh, Adam and Earth, Adam and Earth. <laughs> Adam Adam and Eve, the mother of all the living. Adam and Eve. So let me just walk you through this real quick. So we know the Genesis three rebellion. We know the Genesis six rebellion, and then we get to Genesis uh, eleven here. Remember, at this time, God's still dealing. Watch, he doesn't. It's not a Jewish people yet. It, he's dealing with all the earth still. He wants them all to be his people. He's still trying to. He's, he's he has the redemptive planning process of 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 Eden being restored. Okay. And it says, now the whole earth had one language and the same words, and as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there, and they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly, and they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar, a sealant, a waterproofer. Their mindset was, if God sends another flood, flood, we need to waterproof uh, this baby. And, uh, and they said this, look, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. So imagine, you know, Eden's like a mountain, it's a garden, this is the anti-Eden, they're modeling. And it says, look, make a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, let us make a name for ourselves. Not bear Yahweh's image, not bear the Lord's image. Right after Noah, he said, y'all need to be fruitful and multiply. The mission's still the same, subdue the earth. Uh, be fruitful, multiply. They didn't do that. They did the opposite. They said, no, let's all come together. Let's don't disperse over the earth and bear the Lord's name, image him. No, let's make a name for ourselves. Lest we be dispersed over the face of the earth. This was Babel. Of course, there was a lot of reversal on the day of Pentecost, but this is where we understand. Later came Babylon. We understand the imagery of Babylon, mystery, Babylon, this is the image of chaos. This is the image of the Anti-Eden. This is the, 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 the image, sometimes metaphorically, sometimes literally, this is the image of the Antichrist, the chaos system, okay? And then so we know God disperses the nations, all right. If that's what y'all want to do, then, then you, you don't want me. you don't want my name. You want a name for yourselves? All right, go do it. But guess what God says? But I will have a people. Nobody wants to be at my table. Well, I'm just going to love humanity and put up with them enough. I'm going to love them, love them, love them, and even to the extent extent of enduring all of the horrific sin and pain and all of that because having humans in my family is more important than not having any humans at all. If you wanna know why evil is in the world, there doesn't have to be, God could just wipe us out. It was more important to him, his choice. (sighs) Family was more important, he didn't have to have a family. He's all sufficient. Family, his house, his home, That being restored and the humans being a part of that was far above the the atrocities that evil would allow in the earth and the sins that we would commit. So God says, okay, the world doesn't want me. I'm gonna get one dude, his name's Abraham. And all Satan and all these lesser gods and all these Demons, I'm gonna take one guy, I'm gonna whip all of y'all with one arm tied behind my back with one guy, and you're gonna see this. Watch. I just need one. Listen to me. And when Jesus gets to the when he gets to we get to the to the new covenant, that's why Jesus, what does he say? If two or three. He just needs to start with two or three. Just can can I get loyalty from? One, God, can I get loyalty from two or three? In fact, I know you're not going to be lo- loyal, so, so actually I'm going to provide everything that you need so that you can be loyal. He's gonna, He's not over the only the initiator of the covenant, he's the fulfiller of the covenant. This gets into why Jesus had to come as a man. He's, he's, he's Adam's replacement, he's the son of man. We're, we're getting deep here. But kind of this whole deal's deep. Okay, so, so look at Genesis 24, one through four. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Here we go. Here's Abraham. We're the, the, the offspring of Abraham as well, even if we're not Jewish because the blood of Jesus, Galatians says that we are now in the bloodline of Abraham. This is where the Messiah came from. We're one family, you know? And... Uh, It says, the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household, who he had charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh that I may make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But I will go to my country and to my kindred and take a wife for my son, Isaac. So here's what Abraham is doing with his most... Trusted servant. Obviously, this servant what represents the Holy Spirit who's going and preparing, finding, preparing a bride for Isaac. Come on, the Holy Spirit's on the inside of us, preparing us as the bride of Jesus. But it's where it's where he swears here. He says, Look, I want you to put your hand under my thigh. I know I mentioned this last week, but you know, kind of a little weird. Why are we why are we getting our hands in this area? You know, come on, dad, how about I just put my hand on your shoulder, okay? So, But when you would swear on the, the thigh, it was the closest place that you could swear that would represent where the seed comes from, where the offspring comes from. And by swearing there, what, 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 what Abraham was saying and what the servant was saying was listen, this promise isn't about me, it's about us. It's about family, it's about all of the children of God. It is about, it's about family, it's about children. This is about the, the, the father's mission of getting his family back. Okay, so fast forward. Of course, Jesus uh, is about to come as the redemption plan continues, but just a few things and then we'll, we'll get into the rest of this. Is this review helping y'all? Okay, so look, understanding judgment, Isaiah 61, one and two. Okay, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Everybody say, and. Amen. And the day of vengeance of our God. Look at this. To comfort all who mourn. Well, how is vengeance tied to comfort? To comfort. So we talked about last week in understanding judgment that mercy and judgment are two sides of the same coin. What is that coin? It's God's love. If we're ever going to see evil fully stopped, how many of you want to see racism stopped? How many of you want to see slavery stopped? How many of you want to see human sex trafficking stopped? How many of you want to see all of the the brokenness and the horrific oppression that Satan and the kingdom of darkness put on humanity? How many of you want to see that stopped? that's gonna take justice or judgment. You following me? So here's the thing, when Jesus returns, here's what I'm getting, he's coming as the king. He is coming to judge. In his judgment, he's actually going to comfort the world and comfort the earth, those, watch, who have said yes to being part of his family. We want to find ourselves on the right side of judgment. What God's judgment brings is it brings an end to all things that hinder love. all things that hinder love. No one will be able to tell God that He was unjust or unfair. No one, I, I can show you scripture after scripture. Every single person that has not said has not said yes to Jesus, that has not come into God's family. every single person that's going to be outside, the family, outside the presence of God. every single one of those people, you know what their confession will be. Just and true are your ways, O oh Lord. We don't know what's going on inside of people's hearts, and that's why we're not we're called to be stewards. The day that we think we have a better idea about love, then God's idea about love is the day that we step into that Babylon system, that worldly system, that anti-Eden system that wants to redefine good as evil and evil as good, that wants to make God out to be some type of hard taskmaster, different God in the Old Testament that he is in the New Testament. Listen, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is a God of love, but you can't of love forever without justice. Hmm. Demonstrating reversal, Romans 5 8. But God demonstrates, everybody say demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. <laughs> Demonstration. It's very important for us to remember that Jesus didn't come down and say, okay, hey, look, I'm God, so I foreknow everything. So here's what was gonna happen. I was gonna suffer, we could already see it, I was gonna go through this, I was gonna die on the cross, and all this kind of stuff. But since I understand that, and you understand that, and that's what was gonna happen, we don't need to really go through that He had to demonstrate, why? Because without demonstration, there is no reversal. Without demonstration, the chaos is not reversed. Order is not restored. There is no heavenly invasion of the kingdom into the earth. It is the earthly demonstration. Watch, I'm not talking about forgiveness. I'm not talking about those things, even though those things have a demonstration. So are you telling me that if I do something then I will be blessed? Yes! (laughs) If you will, if you repent, you will be saved. If you reap, you will sow. Come on, man. We have to get out of this idea that God is a calculus problem. And we're just gonna fragment this thing till it's into utter pieces. Well, the salvation by grace through faith, and well this, well, that well, this is unconditional love, and oh you do that, oh whoa, 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 that's not grace, brother. He's a person. Try that stuff on any friend or family member. Son, you're making a mess. You're leaving towels all over the house and da 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 da. You know, this is a family. We all need to contribute, all right? You're not going out until you clean up all these towels, until you clean up your room. What if your son said, Whoa, 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 dad, whoa? I thought this was about grace and unconditional love. I thought our relationship wasn't based on performance. (laughs) I love my son no matter what, but watch. Until he demonstrates responsibility, nothing will be imparted into his character or into his mind that will make him a good representative of our family and of God's family. Can I get an amen from God's people? The gospel of the kingdom is a gospel of demonstration. And then the last thing, my review took 15 minutes, but the next part is quick. Revelations nineteen sixteen. it says, on his robe, here's when the king returns, on his robe and on his wear, Thigh. He has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. There it is. Right where Abraham's, you know what that's telling? I'm coming back for family. I'm coming back with family. I'm coming back for family. I'm coming back to rule and reign and love and establish family with God. It's all about family. It's all about Eden to renew Eden. That is the meta-narrative. It's all about the overarching redemptive plan of God through the blood of Jesus to bring his family back to the table. Can I have a good amen to that? If we don't understand what scholars would call the meta-narrative of the word, we're gonna read in fragmentation... And we're, we're not gonna see the whole picture and how important this is. Everything that we're heading to, I'll talk about this in a second, over the next 52 days. I was praying, the Lord said, 52 days, just like out of uh, Nehemiah. <sighs> Actually, he said, Nehemiah, and I couldn't remember, was it 50 days or 52 days? I had to ask someone. But the Lord said this, the, the new wineskin for the new wine that he has in our church that we can implement it by his grace, we will see it implemented in 52 days, okay? To be the embodiment of a true kingdom ecclesia where Jesus is in charge of his church, not man, and where every one of you have an equal place and is functioning as a kingdom priest unto God, okay? So I'm gonna get to that. Now watch this, everybody say destiny. Destiny. Revelations two twenty six through twenty nine. Look, the one who conquers and keeps my whoa 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 what's that? The work? what? Bible Jesus must be confused. The one who conquers it's not about forgiveness and and oh gosh look, the one who conquers and who keeps my works until the end. Look to him I will give authority over the nations and he will rule them with a rod of iron as when earthen pots are broken in pieces even as I myself has received authority from my Father and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, look at this, an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the, that's us, that's the Ecclesia. Watch this, your destiny, So many people, my destiny, my purpose, my destiny, my purpose, forget about anything on this earth. Anything in this life is an assignment, it's not your destiny. Anything in this life is preparing you for your true purpose, which is to rule and reign in the kingdom. Look at this, okay? He's gonna rule with me. That's what we're stewards now. If we're faithful stewards, then we'll be rulers in the age to come. Look, I've received, look at this. I will give him the morning star. You know, Jesus is the morning star, but you know what this represents? This is the fulfillment of the Davidic rule. Where God told David the, the scepter would never depart out of his house. The morning star. Jesus is saying, I'll share that with you. You will rule with me. But for you to rule with me, I need you to be a faithful steward in this life. You're de- you watch, you have no destiny in this life. There's no destiny in this life. There's no such thing as any type of good life now. What, what, what we have in this life is an assignment to glorify the king so that we can come into our destiny in the age to come and rule and reign with God. I'm saying that, watch. This is what I'm saying. This is what we gotta get. I'm saying that because people have had this idea that like, oh, you're a preacher. So so watch, you're a preacher, so yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna rule and reign if you're faithful, but I'm, I'm just a housewife, or man, I just work at this garage. Watch this, did you know we are equal? Watch, you, here's where it all starts for all of us, and that's why that text number is up there. You know where it starts? I'll show you all the scriptures. Look, we got weeks to go through all this. You know where it starts? For me and for you. Nothing that I do. I can preach the rest of my life all this kind of stuff. All of my works can be burnt up if I'm not functioning as a steward. And you know where my first responsibility of stewardship is? My home, my house. I'll show you every scripture on being an elder, an overseer, a deacon, all that. You know where teaching is? It's kinda down there in the middle somewhere. And you know what it says? Apt to teach. We have made these messages. It's just everything. The message and the message and it's about you and it's about individualism. Is. The message, the message, the platform. This is, this is, this is what's important. No, you in your home is what's important. And listen, this is not about if you have kids that are out there doing whatever. Listen, listen, mom, dad, couples, single moms, single dads, College students in, uh, in apartments, not even married. You know what this is about? This is about you. Consecrating your home to Jesus and saying, I'm going to be the priest of my home. That's where stewardship starts. That's where mobilization starts. Then guess what? Now you're in whatever assignment he has you in. So you're assigned to be a, you're assigned to be a stay at home mom right now. Your reward and my reward are the same if we're good stewards. It's that important. Family is that important. I'm getting. That's why I've got to look at this. How many? How long are we living in this life? Isn't it just a vapor? How many of you want a good job in the millennium? How many of you want to rule and reign in the millennium? Please, please hear what I'm saying. You don't, this is, people aren't, you don't hear this with preaching and teaching. I'm begging you, hear me. There's no destiny in this life. There's assignments in this life. This is your destiny. Your destiny is to rule and reign with Jesus on his throne. I don't know about you, but I couldn't think of a better destiny than that. We're equal, all of us. Remember my encounter with the Lord? What was one of the overwhelming things that I just, it was so hard to comprehend. When I was next to him, He, he, he's God, he's king, he's master, he's the Lord. But it, he was my brother and he treated me as an equal. He treats you as an equal. We are not his equal, but that's how he treats us. That's why when he washed the disciples' feet, Peter said, what are you doing? Get off my feet. What was Jesus doing? He was treating them as equals. Our destiny is to rule and reign with him. All I care about is being a good steward in whatever the assignment the Lord gives me because that's, that's where, that's our goal. And it's not from me, it's from everyone, a kingdom of priests. And here's the great thing, if you steward life, your life, if you'll steward, I'm telling you, It's beyond the best life. My staff can tell you, I feel like my life is a sci-fi movie. It is so supernatural. I can't even watch any more sci-fi movies because I'm like, that's not even close to my real life. Get ready for signs and wonders. Okay. Matthew, can I give you some scriptures? Let's just roll through these, okay? Here we go. Here's our... Our, our kind of our mission statement scripture from over 20 years ago. Seek first what? Kingdom of God and his righteousness, his right ways, his right patterns. And all these things will be added unto you. Let me give you a, f- a few more here. Keep going. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He doesn't say repent, because your individual salvation escapism evacuation plan is here. He says repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 24:14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be what? proclaimed, demonstrated throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come so it has to be the gospel of the kingdom that's proclaimed throughout the world the nations the gentiles as a testimony to the nations in other words it ha- what what we're preaching has to be modeled if we're preaching the gospel of the kingdom through Jesus coming back to the family, coming back to the Father's table. There has to be a model of what the Father's home, what the Father's table, what that looks like. Or there's no testimony. Okay, watch this. Matthew 6, 9, and 10. We know this, sacred space and family. Jesus says, pray then like this, our Father in heaven, Everybody say, our Father. Father. In heaven, hallowed be your name. He's holy, he's sacred. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is, as it is in heaven. In my encounter with the Lord, when I beheld his glory, I saw... I was showed his covenant, I was shown the kingdom as it is. So now I understand, and if you go back to last year's messages and all that, and I'm trying to put the pieces together and how we're stewards, watch. As it is in heaven, the kingdom is as it is. Can't be improved upon, it can't be made better. You can't, oh, I don't need to substitute for it. God doesn't need my innovation. The Lord doesn't need my good ideas. He doesn't need my creativity. With that, he might want it in something else. But the kingdom as it is, is very, very important when we think of stewardship. Let me give you, give you a definition of the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. It's right there in the scripture. That is this. The kingdom is God's rule and realm. His rule and realm. It's where he reigns, and watch this. You saw that on the Revelations promise. What what we're doing, uh, uh, I'll, I'll say it like this. We're training for reigning. It's what we're in right now. Training for reigning. And the kingdom is God's rule and realm. That's why it says, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven it's also the language you'll see the kingdom of heaven in some places you'll see the kingdom of God in other places it's God's rule and realm but there is a realm that realm is in us yes and that realm when it invades space it brings the realm so watch this let me let me just give you a few things this is on the screen can y'all lean in can you lean in for 10 more minutes come on come on come on need you to lean in The gospel of, I don't have any illustrations, I don't have any balls to juggle, I don't have anything to make you laugh, I don't have any jokes, I don't have, I just have the word of God. Is that enough? Is is that enough? I can do it. I did it for 20 years. I can go. I can tell you where to do the tension, where to put the illustration, where to make people laugh, where to have it all come back to other to the at the end with a big. I can give you all the man-made wisdom, all the human philosophy with oration and how to preach. I, I can do that. I did that for twenty years. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not supposed to do that. I don't have. I I I I I I, I steward. The, the word is enough. Jesus is enough. If you have ears to hear, you're going to hear. If you have eyes to see, you're going to see the kingdom of God. It comes by revelation. Oh, I could have added that? The gospel of the kingdom is a gospel of revelation but I don't have that statement, but remember it. The gospel of the kingdom is a gospel of demonstration, not evacuation. Paul said, I didn't come to you with a bunch of eloquent words and human wisdom and great oration. He said, I came with a demonstration of power. Because the gospel's not just in word, it's in power, okay? We don't say a prayer so we go to, we, God evacuates us. It's a people. We surrender our lives to him. Yes, it includes eternal life, okay? Think of it more as a continuum into the, when the Lord returns in the millennium and in the, in the age to come. Yes, it, will we step into the other realm? Temporarily, yes. And then will those realms meet again? In the new heaven, and the new earth, yes, yes they will. In the new Eden, but it's not, okay. The gospel of the kingdom is transformation, not fragmentation. The gospel of the kingdom is wholeness, not brokenness. The gospel of the kingdom is we, not me. We're becoming a people. The gospel of the kingdom is the good news of the king. Back in Jesus' day, when they would say, they, they actually had, they would say, hear ye, hear ye, they would proclaim the gospel, the good news. It was called gospel. Gospel isn't just a, a Bible term, a Christian term. They would say, here's the gospel. It would be announcing the arrival of a new emperor or a new king. And you know what they would say? Give your loyalty and allegiance to this new king and you will receive all the blessings of his kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom is still the same. Give your loyalty, surrender your life, give your allegiance to this new king, and you'll be able to come in his family and receive all the blessings of the kingdom. It's the good news of the king. Okay, what does it look like? Okay, Jeff, can you bring that out here? But look on the screen first, or anybody that will love me, Noah. Watch this. Just hold it right there, Noah, real quick. Let me go through these. Sacred space and family. Let me give you these seven components of the kingdom. We're gonna go over this one as we close here in just a second. Look, there's the kingdom construct. That's what we're about to, to, that's what we'll close with. Look, there's the kingdom covenant. Only the blood of Jesus, complete loyalty to him. There's the kingdom commandment, love one another. What I'm saying is what is the realm? What is the rule and realm, what is that? There's a lot of things under these things, but look, there's a kingdom construct, a kingdom covenant. There's a kingdom commandment, there's a kingdom culture. There's a kingdom community, that's the priesthood of all believers. It's the community of, 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 of priests and the priests of the believers. There's a kingdom calendar, celebrations and Sabbath, and there's a kingdom commission, which is the great commission, which is to preach the gospel of the, kingdom in all the world and make disciples of the kingdom. Okay, bring this up. It's only 1032, by the way. I have 10 more minutes. Okay, got this? The kingdom construct, okay? the Are y'all getting this? Are y'all showing the, our locations? Yes, look, our mission, this is where we're heading as a church. This is very important. This is our, our, our mission renewed of Matthew 633, okay? The, the, the gospel of the kingdom. It's the reestablishment of the kingship of Jesus. I said all last year, we're giving Jesus' church back. In the next 52 days, we're going to roll out, the, if you want to call it the wineskin, the structure of the systems, we've already done a lot of it, of what that looks like. It's a whole lot more simple than our previous system instruction and structure because Jesus is actually doing the work. And you're not going to be dependent on programs and this program and that program. I'm not going to need to say, will you please pray or please pray or do this or do that. Like like all of that programming from, you're not meant to be programmed. You're meant to conform into his image as a fellow priest and fellow heir of God. That's why we're investing back in the home. Okay. So here's the kingdom. Here's The Lord, obviously King Jesus and his kingdom. Look, here's how it flows. All we've been functioning is this. Here's where the Ephesians 4 order is. Apostle, prophet, uh, pastor, evangelist, teacher, so we can all come to the unity of the faith. I'll talk about this more later, but this is important because of the fathering. There, There is no apostolic up here. It has to flow like this. Any event that doesn't have these components in it, it's fragmented. So people where the local church doesn't understand the kingdom, what happens is people get a kingdom revelation and they come out here and they try to bypass these two and work directly with the kingdom. Where orders restored, blessing is released. Right now, we're we're 30-fold. We can be 60-fold, we can be 100-fold. 30, 60, 100-fold. And seeing fruit from the kingdom, the big church, what is that? That's the regional C. And guess what? We don't need every church in the region. We just need to start with two or three. We already got them. We got about four or five. I'll be telling you about this. We're all doing the same. We're setting his name above our brand. And you're going to see a region function as a regional ecclesia, Okay. And when people see that, then more will come. You have to have agreement before you can have unity because God's not going to back fragmentation. He's going to back wholeness. Okay, so there's the regional C. There's our church, the local C, and this is you. The priesthood of the believer, the home. This is so, so important. And in this construct, watch this. Put, Put this up there. Here's what we do. Imaging, can you see that? Imaging, that's his name. (sighs) Modeling, that's family. We 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 carry his reputation, and even with all of our issues and all of our stuff, I don't care if you got saved yesterday and your house is full of drugs and whatever. And all, you ready for this? You now have authority in Jesus. You're now a priest. And if you coming and claiming your home and serving communion at your home and you doing that, if it if it's crazy for a time being, then it's gonna be crazy. Maybe there are all your roommates are gonna be smoking pot while you are honoring the Lord and all that kind of stuff. But here's what I'm trying to say. You give your home, you give your home to the Lord. Watch, the realm will come. He can't come into your geography if you don't model if you don't demonstrate God what? He 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 demonstrated his love for while we were yet sinners Christ died for us. With that being Jesus the well, with that being Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, can we set our eyes on Jesus, on his demonstration, what he did on the cross, and can we come into our homes and say, okay, I'm just gonna demonstrate in a small way to be loyal to him in that demonstration. I don't care if y'all all think I'm crazy. It's for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. And you tell them, and you know what? Now God's gonna start watching over this house. So get ready to feel his love. Get ready to get hope. Get ready to get be, be convicted. Get ready for miracles to happen. Because what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get at this table, even if no one gets around, I'm gonna light a candle. I'm gonna open my prayer book. I'm gonna thank Jesus. I'm going to take communion and I'm going to speak the Lord's blessing over this home, over my family. Because I'm going to be a faithful steward because I know what's at stake and I know where my destiny is. We image, we model we, that's why we can't fulfill the Great Commission if we don't have some type of representation of the home. The batal, that's, that's what the Great Commission is for, bringing back the family. So demonstrating loyalty and allegiance, and look, advancing. This is the kingdom, what are we doing? We're restoring order. If you can, I preached for 20 years, what? Off of Matthew 6.33. When order is restored, blessing is released. That's what modeling and demonstrate we're reversing the chaos that was introduced in Genesis 3, also in Genesis 6, and also in Genesis 11. We are reversing that chaos. We're putting order, watch, in our homes, even if it's only us and even if we aren't perfect. We have the blood of Jesus. Forgiveness is so not a problem with God. We have the blood of Jesus. We're going to demonstrate where orders restored blessing is released. That's what that text number is about. We, have, we are, we are going to create every available asset to help you in your home, your business, where you are. Every, that's where all of our resources are going. That's why we just need to know. We're not spying on you. We just need to know, okay, this person... This person has given their home to the Lord. Okay, so we're creating these resources. I can't give, I can't give 20,000 books unless we have 20,000 people demonstrating. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Like I can't get, we, there's a, we have a, resources we're gonna have, I need to know where to, we need, our pastors have to know where to bring them, okay? Here's what I'm asking you, church, and we're gonna pray, okay? Here's what I've seen. God's moving. I'm talking about in the earth. And uh, we have so many open doors ahead of us. I could talk about Tel Aviv. I could talk about all over America. I could talk about all the pastors that are coming here to our big awakening open house In July, we have hundreds and hundreds, thousands of pastors and leaders that want to learn from us. There are thousands and thousands of great prophets, teachers, pastors in the body of Christ. They sent something. They have pieces. You know what no one has? A model. A demonstration. If I told you the people who are about to move to Jacksonville to be, I just can't now because they've got to finish up things on I'm talking like you'll see they're moving here why because for years and years and years they knew something like this would have to start to initiate the fullness of the Gentiles and the church being a true embodiment of New Testament Ecclesia. And they see it, and so they're coming. But if there's no model, if there's no demonstration, it stays up here. It stays in what we would call, the remember the Greek thinking? Well, I understand it. The mandate, you wanna know why Jesus appeared to me? He didn't appear to me for me. He appeared to me for you. He appeared to me for us. That's what you're gonna see. All of this is about him being in charge. Let's start here. We're gonna get two or three to agree in the region. We're gonna get, and it's on. There has to be a model. I'm asking you to say yes in bringing the father's kids back to the table and entering into this supernatural life, losing your life so in the next world you'll find it and you'll be ruling and reigning with the king. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.